Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Garage Gym Experiment podcast. This is our Sunday survey results episode. So we've posted and chatted about survey results every week, all year long. And in this episode, we're going to summarize the top insights and the most relevant pieces of data all in tonight's episode. So in this episode, we are going to discuss who's answering these questions, uh, the habits and other respondent information issues that home gym owners face, home gym space, barbell specialty bar data, rack data, attachment data, bench data, other equipment preferences, and then finally, companies people have heard of. So all of that tonight. Thanks for tuning in. Jake, take it away. Welcome to the Garage Gym Experiment podcast, where we dive deep into the home gym scene. Each week, we put out Sunday surveys where you tell us your thoughts on products, builds, and all things home gym related. We're here to break down the numbers and to talk shop. So thanks for listening and let's get started. All right. Thank you, Adam. So I have, as Adam mentioned, there's just a ton of different sections. I just have the blog post that will be uh, released as this podcast is ready to go. And I'm just going to go down the list here. Um, As Adam mentioned, we discuss these topics every week all year long and go into a little bit more depth. Um, So this will be more of a high level overview of just like the top things that you need to keep your eyes out on. Yeah, just the top things. And then also just some trends that we've, we've seen. Um, But first we'll, I'll, I'll start off by just saying who's answering these questions. And then with that, just keep in mind that these are answered. These are asked via the Instagram story in a 24 hour format. Uh, multiple choice format and you know it's it's fairly casual but thousands answer each question so uh, quite a quite a bit of data and I would say it's significant um, but the big the biggest thing to keep in mind as we go along the go through this data is that you have to keep in mind it's the home gym owners that are most likely the most passionate because they are taking the time to answer survey questions via an Instagram story from an Instagram account that they follow, a garage gym Instagram account that they follow. So most likely if you don't care, you're not going to take the time to answer these survey questions, but all right, let's do it. So who is answering these questions? So it's mostly males um, between the ages of 25 and 44. So it's 80% male and then 20 and then 77% between those ages. Um, And then in addition to that, I would say it's, those are the most active. That's the most active group we see in in the comments section and then uh, based off our podcast and YouTube data. So just keep that in mind. 55% are parents, pretty consistent with what we've seen uh, over the years. Uh, 82% are in America, 7% Canada, 7% Europe, and then just 3% in the rest of the world. So quite a bit, just quite a bit the bulk, like the bulk of the audience is in North America. There were slightly more white collar workers than blue collar workers. So 51% said they uh, worked in white collar jobs, 46% blue collar, and then 3% stay at home. There were also some coaches and nurses and military who didn't quite know what to say for this one. So just something to keep in mind. I think that's a minor detail, just know that most it's mostly blue collar and white collar and it's relatively even uh also like most of these people answering the questions are answering them on a regular basis 32 percent say every week and then 46 percent say most of the time it's uh, a lot of people have played sports in the past 71 percent high school sports 27 percent college so it's a it's a group that has been active for quite a while most likely of these people are use the home gym as their primary home gym, as their primary gym option. So if they do go to a secondary gym, then it's their secondary option. Um, But most people are are utilizing it as their primary here. Uh, The garage is the most popular spot for putting in a home gym. So that is about two out of three or 64%. Uh, saying that it's in the garage, 20% basement, 
8% in another room and then 8% have it elsewhere in like a different building or a shed or other room. And then I'll, I'll just mention like, it is important, like in a perfect world, most people would likely be putting it in another room as opposed to their garage or another, another space. So while 64% have it in the garage, only 4%, 44% said they'd be doing it in a garage in a perfect world. All right, next, and then next, um, about half say that they do not associate themselves with any strength sport. However, if you did break down the strength sports into powerlifting, bodybuilding, crossfitting, et cetera, powerlifting would be the most popular with body with bodybuilding uh, just a little bit behind. So powerlifting had 27%, bodybuilding 22%. CrossFit eighteen percent, and then other the other ones were a decent a decent uh, ways behind, like Olympic weightlifting and strongman. Also, just like keep another thing to keep in mind this with these the people answering the questions, sixty four percent would rather improve their bicep size than the mile time. So you know, in general, you have a lot of dudes interested in strength. They might be a bodybuilder, might be a powerlifter. They've, they've likely have played sports in the past and are, are working, you know? So, and also could be a parent, like 50, 50, uh, chance being a parent. Any, 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 uh, other key takeaways from those data points, Adam? No, it, you covered it. And it doesn't really surprise you and I, Jake, because we've, been around the data for so long, we know kind of who we're talking to, but it is pretty right. interesting. Like if you are out there and you don't fit one of those categories where like most of the people are, and you can see like why, you know, some of the topics might not agree, like uh, the majority vote might not agree with yours or, or whatever. So it's just yeah. uh, good information to have. Yeah. And it also just kind of paints the picture as to like who this data is for. So should should I be listening to the rest of this if I'm like running some sort of company and I want to know the audience? Um, Peloton maybe not. Like they might not care about a bunch of dudes in their twenties, twenties, thirties, and forties who ha who want to be um, bodybuilding. So um, right versus like rogue or rep. Like they should probably listen to the rest of this. Um, so. All right, so we'll take this one step further, talk about ha habits and other respondent information. So um, spending varied, some spent a lot, others not so much. So this year, about 36% stated that they spent less than $500, and then another 24% spent over $1,500. And then you have about 40% somewhere in the middle. So. Um, most most people, so you could you could say that about two out of three spent more than five hundred dollars on their home gym this year. Uh, the used marketplace is a prevalent conversation um, within the home gym community. So, for example, fifty six percent look on the used marketplace for gym equipment every single week, and then forty four percent say that they've made a recent purchase. I believe that was within the, yeah, it's within the last five months What was how the question was phrased. So, you know, people are constantly looking for a deal. Um, always, always kind of want to build their home gym. It's, and we'll talk about this later, but oh, actually we'll talk about it now. So a whopping 67% say that it is indeed their favorite hobby to spend money on. So it's more than just a, uh, a place of exercise. It's just like your favorite thing to do. It's kind of like uh, the 21st century version. It's like a man cave. Like I think about it as my man cave. I've I would rather build a sweet home gym in the garage than like some luxurious uh, room to watch movies or whatever, or a, a bar inside. So yep. that's kind of who this audience is as well. I, I would say. And, you know, the, the, the reasons for training have remained consistent over the years as well. So the number one reason that people train um, is physical health. Number two, mental health. Number three, look good. And then number four is for a competition. So mental health, physical health uh, are the top reasons that people are working out 
among this group. All right, and as people are working out, most do have some sort of programming guide, whether that, that is uh, free or paid. So whether you're just grabbing something off the internet for free or you have like an app or a, a coach, um, there's different options for your programming so that you can get the shape that you want to be. 72% follow a workout program, 40, 41% in total. Uh, so over half of those that follow a workout program pay for programming, and then another 10% have a head coach. So programming, while we don't really discuss it too much on like our podcast or in our world, it's not really our niche as as much. It's also a huge part of home workouts. So a whole nother world over there. And there's quite a lot of people who are having great success teaching others how to work out and guiding them on their workouts at, in the home gym. Uh, when it comes to perks of the home gym or the, the main benefit, 82% believe that saving time is more than saving money when it comes to owning a home gym. And then just in general, that's the, that's the main benefit that most people express as the, and, as, and that's why they own a home gym is to ultimately save time so that they can have more time with their family, more time working, more time uh, doing other hobbies, et cetera. So it's not really the saving money as the biggest benefit that might, that most five years ago might've expressed. So that has kind of shifted. All right. And then going into how much specific time is saved. Uh, so the majority say that they're saving 15 to 45 minutes, but a massive 35% say that they spend over 45 minutes a day just by owning a home gym. So, you know, less commute time, less like getting ready. Uh, it's, it's just easier. You just have to walk through the door and, and you have a gym. Um, and then there's only 14% saying that they save less than 15 minutes over a home gym. And we go into this in the, on the podcast but like ultimately, you know, 45 minutes a day turns into many hours a year. So a very, that's definitely the biggest benefit most people get from the home gym. All right, next up, uh, I'll run through this one. We have a whole episode on this as well, but the issues that home gym, home gym owners face, the two biggest are easily price of obtaining more equipment and lack of space. So only 10% say the price is not an issue. And then only 13% say space in general. The number three issue is ceiling height. Um, but it's a distance, a uh, pretty big distance away with, uh, you know, over 30% saying it's not an issue. Temperature control is the number four issue. And just important to note that cold winters are a bigger problem than hot summers. 66% voted cold winters versus uh, 34% hot summers. Good. Yep. All right. So let's, let's chat about what is owned. So on the screen, we have a list of about 30 different products. It ranges from barbells all the way to leg press machines. Honestly, most of it just kind of makes sense. We have barbells, dumbbells, squat rack, jump rope at the top. And then we have the larger specialty specialty items at the bottom. Uh, if you want to take a closer look at that, again, uh, on the blog, we'll have a specific link to that, to that um, entire blog post with more info, but kind of just makes sense. Uh, a few trends that we've noticed over the past one point, over the last year and a half of data is just, you know, the essentials are going up. So more people are owning barbells. Uh, squat racks, stall mats, gestile benches, bumper plates, and iron plates. It's basically a clean line going up. For example, in March of March of 2021, 86% owned a barbell, 91% owned it in September that year, 94 in February of this year, and then 97 in uh, August of this year. So it's it's just one of those things where we're seeing more people add everything, but the the essentials are going up the quickest. Uh, I would, and then when it comes to like specialized strength machines, the functional trainer is 
most likely the most popular when it comes to the larger specialty items, beating out the leg press machine, GHD, reverse hyper, and belt squat. Uh, so as of right now, 19% say that they own a functional trainer. It's not incredibly specific with this question, so some might be rack mounted as well, as well but um, just in general, keep that in mind that the functional trainer is the most popular of these. Um, so when asked what type of pulley system um, that people have, the most popular answer was, in general, was really spread out. The most popular answer was a standalone with about 25%. Rack mounted was second with 21%. And then a budget pulley was at 20%. And then about 34% said other or none. But in general, pulley systems spread out, but about two thirds do have some. Uh, stall, mar stall mats are still the choice for most when it comes to flooring. About 70% have um, stall mats. Only nine, over, only 10% uh, have puzzle mats. 6% went with rolled flooring, so the premium stuff. And then 15% other or none. Home gym space. So we mentioned this was an issue um, for just about everybody uh, who, who are answering these questions. So just to, to say what specifically people are working with, about 65% have about 200 square feet or less. Uh, this is a number that we haven't seen change much at all. With that, about 27%. So over a quarter only have 100 square feet. So that's just likely like a 10 by 10 space. Uh, more specifically, about 38% say 200 square feet, 27-ish percent say 400 square feet, and then 800 square feet is about 9%. So in general, it's just like, even if you have 400 square feet, it's not like you have room for an entire commercial gym without it being crammed in. So that's just something to keep in mind. Like, I think even people who have 400 square feet are like, I wish I had more space. So sure. that's kind of why they, they vote that way. I think I have about 600 square feet and it's crammed. I would say space is an issue for me too. Um, and then part of that is just like, we're sacrificing, the, you're sacrificing other uses of the garage or other uses of the basement for your gym. So just something to keep in mind for you as you are uh, either talking with your other home gym owners or thinking about your customers. All right, and as we mentioned, ceiling height is a struggle for a, a, a good amount of people as well. Um, so just to be, again, more specific, about 15% have around seven feet or less a ceiling height. So these people, this is likely in the basement, so seven, if you have a seven feet ceiling, you're likely having issues doing overhead press, storing your barbells, pull-ups, I mean, quite a bit. So you're, you're doing quite a bit of modifications or you're doing things on your knees, uh, et cetera. Even, so, so about, uh, so 15% have that, 62% uh, have around eight or nine feet. Um, so even here you have more room, but it still doesn't mean that you can go out and add anything you want. So if you have an eight or nine feet ceiling, you're not going to go out and buy a hundred inch power rack for the most part. So just, just something to keep in mind, um, as you're designing your products. And then, yeah, so only 24% have about a 10 feet ceiling or higher, which is, I say, if you have 10 feet, you can probably start to you pretty much have room for just about anything except for like you want to do like rope climbs and stuff like that. And then just another thing to keep in mind in regards to space. Uh, so uh, the majority are using one or two walls. So 24% uh, use just a single wall. 32% use two walls. 23% use three walls. And then 22% are using four walls. So only about 45% are utilizing more than the two walls. And then again, keep in mind your 
that most home gyms are not specifically for one person. So only 35% have a single person utilizing a home gym. Uh, 38% say two people use it. And then 9% say three pe people use it. And then 18% are um, four or more. So larger families, or they might actually have um, a, be running like some sort of personal training business out of their home gym or something like that. All right, let's go specifically to barbell data. So when asked, what is your primary barbell, the multi-purpose bar, uh, which, in, which for most includes a 28.5 millimeter diameter, uh, was the most popular by just a tad over the power bar. So the multi-purpose bar had 42% of the votes versus 37% for a power bar. And then um, a bearing bar, which is used for uh, ollie lifting for the most part, received 15% of the votes. That's down from 23% from the year before. So uh, we saw the multi-purpose and power bar go up a little bit, but the ollie bar down. I'm gonna go and make a prediction and say, next year, if we do this later in the year, power bar beats out multi-purpose bar. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, next up, uh, for the barbells, three out of five say that they do prefer a center neural, and then 9% don't know what they want, and then 31% don't prefer a center neural. When it comes to neuraling preference, about 57% say that they prefer just a moderate neural. 35% um, say aggressive, 5% say as aggressive as possible, and then 4% say passive. All right, um, next up, um, some specialty bar data. So we, we asked about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, different specialty bars, level of interest, and the safety squat bar was easily the one with the most interest. About 43% said high interest. Next up was the multi-grip bar, hex bar, curl bar, and then deadlift bar, and then so on. You have more niche bars. But safety squat bar was the, the one that gets the most attention typically, and it was the, the one with the most interest last year as well. Um, the, there wasn't really too much change from the year before, but the multi-grip bar did jump from the number four spot, or I should say from, so we did this in February and then September. Um, there wasn't too much change, but the uh, multi-grip bar did jump from the fourth spot all the way to the second spot this time around. So curious to see, you know, as more innovations come, you know, we saw the rep open trap bar come out a little bit later this year. Maybe will we see the hex bar um, climb back up? We'll see. All right. Um, and then with a multi-grip bar, just another question um, to keep an eye on as we go forward. But 38% um, 38, 38 believe that the camber bar is worth the additional dollars for those multi-grip bars. But a good amount simply don't know. So when we asked if it's worth the additional price, about 38% say yes, 34% say no, and then 29% say they're not sure. Uh, so most likely they've just never had a used a multi-grip camber, camber bar. And personally, I wouldn't know what to say if I didn't use one either, but I have, and I will say, it's worth the extra money. And then we we um, did a we did a comparison between a traditional SSB transformer, Mars bar, and then belt squat, and just asked the community what would they buy first, all at different price points. And the SSB was the easy number one uh, with fifty two percent of the votes. Only thirteen percent said Mars or transformer bar. 13% said standalone belt squat, and then 22% said none. Uh, I thought the fact that only 22% said none was kind of a big indicator as to what we've seen in terms of the import, like the, the level of interest in specialty bars over the year. In terms of open trap bar, uh, so we asked which trap bar style opens you mo 
interests you most. So either the open traditional or you're not sure. And then the open trap bar dominated this one with 70% of the votes, traditional hex only 20 and then 11% not sure. Uh, so 3.5 times more votes for the open trap bar than traditional hex. I personally, with with the solid open trap bar options out there, don't see a reason for many people to buy that traditional one. And then the last specialty bar question option, or the last specialty bar question we have to go over is where are you buying your specialty bar from? And the most popular answer was Rogue. So 44% said Rogue, 22% said Kabuki, 19% said Rep, and then 15% said Titan. So Rogue, not necessarily known for power bars. This one just kind of shows you the power of their brand where people just say they'll buy it from Rogue. And I just want to mention, you know, as we're going going through this, if there is any, you know, if, if it's a first, you're, list, you're listening for the first time and you want to dive in deeper, just, just hit that blog. There will be a lot of links and then you can do a ton of, a ton of research. There's, there's uh, hundreds of questions that you can, that you can go into and, and more specifically on specialty bars as well. But I will just say in general, the level of interest in specialty bars has skyrocketed over the past few years from the community. And it's just something that I, do, I don't see, I don't see going away. And then I also just, uh, along with the rack attachments that are coming, I see a lot less need for specialty strength machines in the home gym as more of these things come to the market at decent prices. All right, next up, rack data. So 32% own, or so let's start off with what type of rack do you own? So 32% own three by three with one inch hole racks, 30% own three by three with five eighth inch hole racks, 16% have the two by two or something similar. And then 23% are none other, or I don't know. So, um, but with that, you know, 61% are using the three by three tubing with either five eighths or one inch holes. Um, when asked what their uh, hole preference was on a squat rack, 45% did say one inch, 30% said five eighths. 22% uh, say, I don't know why that's important. And then 2.8 say other. Um, one thing that's pretty cool or just something to observe is the I don't know why that's important votes were 38% last January 2021, but only 22% in uh, 2022. So a lot of people now understand why you would get a rack like that. And if you don't know, it's most, it's not necessarily just because it's beefier and stronger and it's going to last forever. It's, it's because the attachments are compatible with each other. And, and this, this next question actually shows, gives kind of, kind of, um, tells us that as well. So how important is it to have an 11 gauge rack? Only 27% say very important. 41% say somewhat important. 20 percent say not important and then 12 percent say they don't know what that means so to me that just means that like it's important but the the real reason that they're interested in a one inch hole or five eighth inch rack is because of the the attachment compatibility uh some more rack data about 55 percent say they like it moderately filled with attachments 15% say loaded up as much as possible, 25% say clean, and then 5% aren't sure. So in general, you see a lot of these loaded up power racks on Instagram that might not be ideal for, for most. In terms of the attachments, uh, so we asked about level of interest on all of them, and the more basic ones were the highest rated ones. 
like spotter arms, plate storage, and landmine. Um, and then the more complicated ones like jammer arms, monoliths, uh, glow grip, pull-up bars, Smith machines. Uh, those ones are at the bottom of the list. If, again, this is there's a lot of lots of data right here. I'm not going to go through all of it here, but take a look at the blog if you want to if you want to take a uh, a deeper look. Um, and then just another trend we mentioned: specialty machine or specialty bars have been on the rise. We've also seen that with pulley systems. So later in the year, we asked which rack attachment are you is most appealing to you um, between pulley systems, belt squats, landmine, and jammer arms. So a few of the more premium rack attachments and pulley systems dominated with about 54% of the votes. When it comes to pulley ratio, uh, that varies for lat pulldown versus functional trainer. Uh, more people want a one-to-one -one pulley ratio for lap pull-down, whereas more people want a two-to-one pulley for a functional trainer. Yeah, so um, different needs for uh, different machines. When we asked about which pulley are you most likely to get first, the basic pulley, which is something is typically like a $50 option, was the most popular, op uh, popular answer with about 35% of the votes. The plate loaded was, uh, you know, budget one, budget two is the plate loaded. 25% uh, said that. And then uh, rack attached about 25% as well. Only 15% went with like a selectorized lat tower, which are, you know, more expensive, probably around a couple thousand dollars. Next up, bench data. So in general, most people believe that an adjustable bench covers their home gym needs. 82% uh, believe that, whereas just 30% think that a flat bench covers their needs. So we typically recommend, you know, just building your home gym, saving it out, one of saving, saving up for each piece at a time. Try and save a little bit more for the adjustable bench than just settling for a flat. Um, we did a real life example where we said, what bench are you going to buy first? We used a couple of rep benches, the FB5000 or the adjustable bench, uh, AB3000. Relatively same, uh, in the same price category, 76% went with the adjustable bench uh, versus 18% the flat. So people know. And then we also have just really seen adjustable bench ownership go up versus flat bench uh, kind of leveling out. And then we've also just seen the adjustable bench ownership go up over the past couple of years, whereas the flat bench has uh, pretty much leveled out. So people know this. And then last, you know, we've mentioned rep in this section before. Rep really does have the best reputation right now as far as home gym benches. You get really high quality um, benches at uh, very solid prices. So when we asked, like, which, what are you going with, a rogue bench or a rep bench? Uh, last year, rep received 52% of the votes, um, but this year they received 57% of the votes. So uh, the lead grew even further over rogue. And honestly, right now, those are probably the most popular benches outside of like people buying like those Flybird benches. So Flybird are the other cheap Amazon benches. Uh, when asked about bench width preference, it was a tie. So 44% said wide, 44% said regular, only 12% were unsure. I personally prefer wide bench, Adam here. He likes it regular. You know, I, I say regular, so. but after I put the wide pad on, I never switched it back. I'm still using the wide pad over the regular oh, one. I yeah. think it's all just what you, you're used to using the most. Right. I don't know. Yeah. All right. A few more sections. Um, next up is just kind of a random equipment preferences. So bumper plates over iron plates for most. So when we said, are you going with bumper plates or iron plates for your home gym? 56% said bumper. 31% said iron, 13% said whatever is cheapest. 
Um, that's, that's also kind of what we've seen over the past few years as well. Bumpers are a better option for most. Uh, the top strength machine for the home drink for home gym are the, the, uh, when, so when you break down between plate loaded and selectorized, more people are interested in a plate loaded functional, sorry, a plate loaded lat tower as the top choice. Whereas if you wanted a selectorized option, the functional trainer was the top choice. So does that make sense? Yeah. So in okay. comparing plate loaded or selectorized per machine, if you're going selectorized, I think that's yeah. people want and selectorized. I'll just, and I'll just, uh, yeah. For those listening, I'll just, I'll just break it down another level. So when we asked, the community, which strength, which selectorized strength machine are you going with um, between functional trainer, lat pull down, leg curl extension, and belt squat? Uh, 37% said functional trainer, 30% said lat pull down, 17% said belt squat, and then 16% went with leg curl slash extension. Uh, when you look at it for plate loaded, 32% said lat pull down, top answer. Leg extension slash leg curl was number two at 26%. Belt squat was number three at 21%. And then functional trainer, while it was first for selectorized, it was last for plate loaded. So people just don't want to use a plate loaded functional trainer. So. When it comes to dumbbells, the choice for most home gym owners is just traditional hex dumbbells. So when we ask between traditional hex, adjustable, or loadable, the hex received about 46% of the votes, adjustable, 39% of the votes, and then loadable, 11%, and then 5% said other. So those are likely like the, the urethane or something like that. So hex wins, but it's also important to know that the adjustable dumbbells received nearly four times more than loadable. 78% said that they had more interest in specialty strength machines than heavy cardio equipment in their home gym. So they would rather have that functional trainer than, you know, treadmill or elliptical or, or whatever. And then as far as cardio, the top choice for this audience is most likely the rower with uh, the air bike just behind. So 35, when we asked earlier in the year, we asked uh, between rower, air bike, treadmill, and then stationary bike. Rower received 35% of the votes, air bike 32, treadmill 20, stationary bike 14. We asked about the stair climber later in the year. That one was about 10%. So. I would say that these four are still the top four. We have, um, for anyone new, we have a, a survey that we ask about every six months or so, and it's simply, have you heard of X? And we list about 30 different companies, and um, the survey respondents simply say yes or no. Do they know them? Have they heard of them or not? So I'm not gonna go into too many details as far as who's at, or, I'm not gonna go into all of these companies, but I'll just say at the top, you have like Rogue, Titan, um, Peloton, and Rep. So those are, we added Peloton this time around, but it's typically Rogue, Titan, and Rep at the top. They are at 96% and above. You know, we have like companies like Sorenex and Abmat and Alico also above 90, Kabuki above 90, Bells of Steel in the 80s, Fringe, PRX, 80s. And then you have, we have smaller companies like Gymway, Bolt, uh, Freedom Fitness. They're in the 20s and 30s. So, you know, this, th there are the more interesting data here is to say, like, who has risen over the past three years? And we have uh, a few that have just risen a ton. Um, so take a look at that data. Interest, I don't know if this one's as interesting as it was when we first started but it's still, it's still kind of cool to see. The better one I think now as what the, the 
that survey has kind of evolved into is, do you own anything from these companies? So we didn't ask about quite about 30, but it's like 20 something companies. And um, again, take a look at the, take a look at the blog and previous surveys, but um, some like really interesting data when you just simply ask, do you own in th anything from X? Do you own anything from Rogue, Rep, Titan? Is uh, This one's pretty interesting. So over 84% say that they own something from Rogue, which is just like insane. The fact that 84% of the survey respondents own something from Rogue is crazy. Rep or Titan and Rep are easily in second. They're both right around the 60-ish percentage. Um, so also very, very dominant. Abmat's in fourth at 34%. And then everybody else, like I mentioned, we asked about 20 other companies or so, are kind of around that 20% down to 3%. So um, another good one to, to, to look at. I will mention the big risers that we did see from this survey to the previous were Bells of Steel up from about 9.5% to 16.2. Uh, Rep went from 38% to about 60%. And then Titan also went from 44% to 61%. So th those are the three companies that are, we've, we've said this on the podcast before, but those are the ones, them and Rogue, there seem to be one, two, three, and four when it comes to who the like most people are looking at when they're looking at buying everyday items for your home gym. So take that how you will. Again, go look at this data, it's pretty cool. And then lastly, here's just a number of things that don't fall into the, this they, that they kind of fall into the other bucket. Um, but this is the last, last section kind of mentioned um, in the podcast and then, and just, all year, basically, with Rep releasing a ton of great products, probably, uh, yeah, and releasing a lot of great products, and then also just like being close to the community for the last few years, they've gained a really good reputation um, among the everyday home gym owner. Um, so this this is just one of those pieces of data that that does kind of just show that Rep is catching up to Rogue, at least from like this home gym owner perspective as to who they're going to buy from first. Um, so when we asked who are you going to fill your home gym up with, um, or I should say, when we asked who are you filling up your home gym with cost in mind, 41% say rep, 36% say rogue, 16% say titan, and then 6% say Bells of Steel. And then also when we asked, in five years, who will be the most popular equipment supplier for home gym strength? We've asked this over the last few years, every six months or so, and Rep started off at 62%. They are down to about 50, whereas Rep started at 13%. They're now up to 38%. So. They've made huge strides and have definitely taken away some of the votes away from Rogue. You know, random, this is a random section, so I'm hitting you with this, and now I'm hitting you with 56% are not interested in running a business out of their home gym, but 37% are at least somewhat interested. You know, just uh, I, I don't necessarily think this is the most interesting thing, but... It's something to keep your eye on as we move forward. Like more, it might be something that more people start to think about. I love this one. About three out of five say yes when they asked when um, asked if they are more likely to buy something from a from an equipment company that actively participates in the community. Um, so so um, <clears throat> these are companies that are in the Instagram comments, responding to people's questions, people's being negative, people being positive, just in the comment section is huge. Doing things like um, participating in the home gym comp 
garage gym competition or, or sponsoring home gym con, you know, those sorts of things. Um, so 60% say they're most, more likely to buy, you know, from like a rep who's been really engaged the last five years or so, or like uh, Bulletproof, the guy from Larry from Bulletproof Fitness, he's in the comments. He's probably gaining comment or customers just from answering people's questions on the like garage gym experiment post. No doubt about that. All right, a few more. Where are you buying a barbell, bench, dumbbells, and a rack from? So we broke this out between Rogue, Rep, Titan, and then other. So Rogue really dominated this one with barbells. So over 70% said that they would buy a barbell from Rogue. Nearly half went with other for dumbbells. And then Rep was the, the second most popular with 24%. Um, rep wins the bench battle with 49% of the votes. Um, this time around, Rogue only received 28%. Other received 17 So that was received a, dis a decent amount. And then Rack, Rogue wins that one as well with 49% uh, of the votes. Rep only had 22 Other had 17 And Titan only had 11%. So sorry, Titan. Uh, tough competition here, but you did come in. Titan did come in last for all of these. All right, next up, tech entering the home gym space. So we didn't talk about this. We talked about this earlier in the year, but not too much after. But in general, the amount of people interested in tech entering the home gym space has not gone up. So we've asked about this. I have a few different examples here, but um, we asked about this in January and then also again in August, and the amount of big fans in tech entering the space went from 14% down to about 10%. So that's a 31% decrease. And then we also asked um, in 2019, how many fitness apps do you use? Zero, one, two, three, or more. And then we also asked about it this year. And like in general, it, it barely went up. So it went from like, in terms of the three or more category, it went from 7.8 to 8.5 for two fitness apps. It went from 22% to about 23 and a, to, from 21.5% to 23.5%. So very minimal growth there. 63% typically read expert reviews before most gym equipment purchases. And then here's, here's um, we're moving into, all right. And then I, I do think this one is, is pretty interesting. These next few, um, when asking about um, purchasing equipment made in your country. Uh, so to start off with, only about 40% say that they typically look to see what country gym equipment was made before purchasing. I thought that was really low, um, but also consistent with what we've seen in the past. When um, asking how important it, may, it was that it was made in your country, only 5% said almost essential, and then 45% said not important. 30% uh, did say important, but then another 20% or 19% said neutral. So in general, the not important votes outweighed the important or almost essential votes by a decent amount. And then looking at the trending data, not too much change, but, but it has the almost essential votes has gone, gone down a little bit. Important has gone up a, a tad but the not important votes has gone up 22% over the past year or so. The last question on this topic is just what proportion of your gym was made in your country? Uh, this was either zero to 25%, 25 to 50, 50 to 75, or 75 to 100. Uh, so the most popular answer here was 25 to 50%, which was, um, 32% of the votes, uh, zero to 25% though, was the second most popular with 28%. 
uh, 27% said 50 to 75. And then, and then about 14% said, and then about 14% said 75 to a hundred percent. Uh, so relatively spread out, but not, but only about 40% have over half. And then compared to the year before, less have a higher proportion of made in their country gyms. A couple more, 28% of those answering these questions are a member of our home gym on Reddit. That's up um, from 22% early, way at the beginning of the year. And then 10% um, are on home, the home gym discord. That number was only 3.6% at the beginning of the year. So those numbers are going up as well. And then lastly, just the home gym decor list. So there were four kind of non gym items that stood out uh, for, or that were seen as the most important. Those were upgraded lighting, mirrors, whiteboard, and then flags or banners. And uh, that's it. That's the data. Boom. <clears throat> A lot Boom. of stuff covered tonight, guys. So like Jake said, this is going to be released in the blog post. So you can really dive into all of it. Um, scroll through ton of interesting stuff that we covered tonight. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. Did you like tonight's episode? Well, then be sure to keep your eye out for new episode releases wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay involved on our social media sites by following Garage Gym Experiment and taking part in the Sunday surveys on Instagram so that you can be a part of these conversations too. Like, follow, subscribe to the channel on YouTube and get involved for our, and get involved on our website for all your home gym content needs. Another update, Home Gym Con is rapidly approaching. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, you should go on garagegymexperiment.com and check out Home Gym Con. We want to thank everyone for an awesome year. Thank you for 2022 and we can't wait for 2023. Jake, do you have anything else left for the listeners? Nope. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time in the new year. Have a good one. Bye.